Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. As Russia's invasion of Ukraine rages on, one Ukrainian official is not only thinking about how this war might end, but also what's next. That includes a unique plan to rebuild Ukraine in a green way, which could gain some traction in Europe. There's an opportunity now with much of Ukraine's industrial base needing to be rebuilt to have it reconstructed as a green industrial engine that drives not only you know Ukraine's decarbonisation, but actually can help the EU with its green goals as well. That's Politico Europe's Carl Matheson. Ukraine was one of the big industrial bases for the USSR, not just for manufacturing, but also for nuclear technology, for chemicals, for mining. And it, so it has this long history of very polluting industry. Today, Carl and I talk about the details of Ukraine's plan, what it would cost, and how it could reshape the country's climate legacy. It's Monday, April 25th. So Carl, despite the outcome of the Ukraine-Russia war still being unclear, one Ukrainian official is beginning to envision a green future for the country after the war. What are they planning? So this MP who I spoke to, Lesia Veselenko, who's an opposition MP, but head of the climate subcommittee in the parliament, is basically floating this idea that when discussions around a reconstruction plan and finance for that start to get moving, then she's saying we have to think about this as an opportunity to reconstruct an industrial base that is really badly damaged. Ultimately, I think at the core of her thinking is something that animates a lot of pro-EU politicians thinking in Ukraine, which is how do you get closer to Europe? And one of the vehicles for that for a long time has been this idea of aligning yourself to the EU Green Deal, which is the kind of policy program that is aimed at reaching net zero emissions by 2050. So doing this, in her mind, Ukraine could actually become one of the engine rooms for the Green Deal by building an industrial base that kind of, you know, they could build heat pumps or solar panels or parts for electric cars and kind of drive innovation. It's a bit of a kind of light bulb idea at the moment, but that's what she's trying to just push ahead and get that conversation started. Right. So obviously this war is damaging a lot of the energy infrastructure in Ukraine and the country's overall infrastructure. How much would building a green Ukraine actually cost? No one knows yet, and that's partly because the damage is still ongoing. And, uh, you know, we can see in cities like Mariupol, which is one of the really big industrial centers in Ukraine, which is being destroyed as we speak, and some of the heaviest fighting is going on in and around, you know, steel plants and places that really drove the Ukrainian economy. So 
the answer when I asked Vasilenko this was she said, we are working on it. There are two working groups in the parliament that are trying to keep track of this. The Kiev School for um, Economics has estimated that in general, the damage to the Ukrainian economy might be 600 billion up to date, but that's roads, railways, people's homes. So many, many, many billions. I think what to mention people's homes, like part of this interesting vision is that if there are thousands and thousands of residential buildings that need to be rebuilt or repaired, could Ukraine develop an industry where they're generating energy efficient building materials to rebuild and get all the skills that are needed to renovate and build much more energy efficient homes? And then could they potentially export those materials and skills to the rest of Europe? This is kind of the core of her vision is that they could become a leader in some of these fields. And do we know if there are any countries interested in helping Ukraine build out this green infrastructure? There is a huge willingness to help Ukraine, obviously. And, you know, we've had uh, the European Union has committed itself to a trust fund of sorts to sort of keep Ukraine afloat and then also contribute to their reconstruction. But in terms of the green element of this, there's no indication that this is something that's being discussed in any rigorous way at the moment. And of course, it's just really, really early. The government in Kiev is certainly also working on a proposal around reconstruction. You know, informally, people call it, you know, a Marshall Plan for Ukraine. What green elements that has in it, that's why Vasilenko is talking about this idea now. And I think one of the kind of concrete suggestions that she has around that is to do some kind of earmarking. So when the EU released its pandemic recovery funding for member states to rebuild their economies after the pandemic, 37% of that was earmarked for climate projects. And she's sort of saying, could we do something like that for Ukraine, where the government in Kiev and donor countries agreed to earmark a certain amount of it, or all of it, in her words, for climate positive investments. So that's the way that this could maybe work in practice in her mind. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morning energy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.